Full disclosure, even though we live in the fight capital of the world, I've never been to see a boxing or an MMA match. But I have been to a local independent wrestling show. Vegas has a legit local wrestling scene and they're LGBTQ inclusive too. I have seen the costumes, the signature moves, the popcorn, and curiously constructed cages. It's wild to watch and I love cheering for people I know. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we have the strap daddy, the face of the franchise, the inaugural Prince X of Pride champion, the Big Valley wrestler of the year twice, twice, and the versus pro champion, People. I want us to welcome Anthony, the shade, shade to the show. Happy Thursday. It's July 14th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you for coming. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, The Shade, and how long you've been wrestling. Uh, all right. So, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm born and raised in Vegas. I got into wrestling August 22nd, 2016. Been doing this ever since. Didn't think I'd do it this long, to be honest with you guys. But I am so glad <laughs> that right. I, I, I kept uh, stuck to it and kept doing it. I'm former military. Used to also be a stripper. Ah! Stripper military wrestler. What a, a combo. <laughs> yes. Oh um, Born and raised in Las Vegas. So tell us about Little Baby Shade. You're growing up out here. You're eating your vegetables and watching wrestling. Who was your favorite wrestler? So I was supposed to be eating my vegetables and I wasn't supposed to be watching wrestling. Right. But, you know, I snuck my way around it. There was a WWE event. I want to say it was SmackDown. It, it happened to fall on, on the 4th of July many, many moons ago. I think I was seven or eight and I had gone inside to get some water. Me knowing dang well, <laughs> SmackDown's on TV right now. Like, yeah, there's fireworks, cool, those happen, but it's wrestling, you know? So I went inside and it was the American, uh, as Undertaker under his American badass persona. And he was beating up people and he just made wrestling look fun. Like, he's doing all the stuff we're told we shouldn't do, mm. but it's on TV and he's getting paid for. I was like, I want to do that. I want that job. <laughs> so like always been like placing back my head like one day I'm gonna do this one day I'm gonna do this and like and I'm not gonna lie as I got older it got smaller and smaller and smaller and then after out of the military I was like let me go check out a show let me go look at one so if, if it doesn't look like something I, I, I could do I'll find something else mm-hmm. I saw the show I was like oh I got this <laughs> I got this yes <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. And I love I know how sometimes, yeah, our dreams, we have a dream as a kid and it kind of fades away, but you come back to it. So like kudos to you for coming back to that dream. Uh do you think growing up in Vegas pushed you towards becoming a wrestler? Like I say yes, because Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world or whatever, you know. <laughs> of the world. And I think a great pedestal for any any type of entertainment to get its first foot through the door, if you will. Because mm-hmm. like, if, if you can make it here in Vegas, you can pretty much make it in other markets. Yeah, for sure. I agree. What are some recent highlights in your career? 
So as you stated in, in your in the, the lovely intro you gave me, like I, that intro sounded better than some of the ones I get on shows. Um, becoming their inaugural champion anywhere, like I think that's a, a, a big deal. And, and the fact that it was a Prince X of Pride for the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. like it's like a it hit my heart when they, they told me about it because the people who, had, who, who the company's called Full Queer. So like that has been the greatest championship I've ever held. For folks who don't know, there's boxing, there's MMA, and then there's wrestling. What makes wrestling different? The the characters, if you will, the people you see, because like in boxing and UFC, and, and this is no knock at any of the competitors, all of them, all of them can knock my block off. But it's to where you always see Billy Badass versus Billy Badass. And you might get like a somewhat approachable an opponent or whatever, like a calm, level-headed guy. Where in wrestling, you have you have the, the whole spectrum. Like you could have the Billy badasses, you could have the silly people like me, and everything in between. That's one of the biggest differences I see, and why I think it's so attachable. Yeah, for sure. So I know there's an emphasis for entertainment in wrestling. How does that impact the way you and an opponent prepare for a match? So. Obviously, like me and my opponent can go out there and just have a regular wrestling match and, and not care about entertaining anybody. But I personally feed off the crowd. Like I could be super tired and they start getting loud and loud. I was like, all right, get your black ass up. So like without them, it's it's harder to wrestle, in my opinion. I had done shows during COVID here in Vegas to where we had to shut the our, our front gate. But people could still come and watch the show. So like, we heard the fans but they weren't right there next to us, you know, or they weren't by the ring. So it was, it was different, but I think the crowd involvement is so important. So that's why most of my moves incorporate a crowd response in wrestling. It's your opponent and you against the audience. But to me, I was like, all right, I'm going to go out there, beat him up. Got it. Nah. So to do that, and people were like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm gonna beat you up. I'm beating you up. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe it's supposed to be kind of a dance of sorts, right. right? Like you and your opponent are supposed to be working together. It's you and your opponent against the audience. Your job together is to get a, the crowd to respond to what's going on. So it's not I'm here to beat you. It's I'm here. You and I are gonna work together to put on the best show possible. Correct as a team so like if y'all both put on a great match sometimes failing uh is is like a skill like if you take a fall you take a bump the right way cool you did a great job you use that term selling it like you made people really believe that you're hurt but right you're not hurt like there's there's the gift <laughs> dope you wrestle for versus they are a local independent wrestling company how did they find you so the owner of Versus Pro is Wes Logan, a.k.a. Beast the Butcher. But he was at Big Valley when I started. And like I've been with him since day one. And he he's always had the same goal, mentality, and objective. To have a wrestling place be safe and fun. When he had departed from Big Valley, he didn't have like a whole plan to make a new company. It just happened. So myself was, was one of the first people to leave Big Valley and, and follow him. And we were doing shows at Level Up, but we didn't have like a home home. We just had like mm. pop-up shows, but we were still got the traction. So we have Versus. Are there any other wrestling, like independent wrestling companies in the Valley? And do y'all work together? There are 
four somewhat solid companies. The ones that quote unquote work together are mostly Versus and Pride Style because they run out of the same out of the same building. So Versus and Pride Style they use like about the same roster of people. It's almost it's almost basically the same management. What challenges has indie wrestling faced over the past few years? With with COVID happening, fans aren't there to buy merch. Like they buy it online or whatnot, but it's rare online. When you usually people come in, oh, I'm gonna buy this shirt before the show and put the shirt on. Right. The merch is kind of part of the experience and some of that kind of gets dampened. And I feel like wrestling definitely feels like a a fan driven field for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like fans are everything. Um, so we talked, you said it earlier, but Vegas being the fighting capital of the world, why do you think that is? Because all the big money fights happen here. Like Dana White is a shark in the water. <laughs> Dana White has been put on, has been putting on several, uh, I don't want to call them shows because they're not scripted. He, he, he books all these, all these money matches. Like he was instrumental when it came to Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Now, that's a boxer and a UFC dude. Like, once where you can kick people in the head, another where you can only punch people in the body. Ronda Rousey, before she became a wrestler, her and Cyborg, like, what? I still remember that match when Cyborg kicked her, kicked the Ronda's face in. I was just like, she is beatable. <laughs> like, face. Yeah. Speaking of those types of fighting, like, UFC, I feel like, has become a lot bigger, like, more popular than boxing has, especially in Vegas. Why do you feel like UFC is kind of becoming the champion because they have less restrictions like boxing like i said you can only punch and then punch and punch ufc you could punch kick slam break an arm like oh like what in the world am i watching like there's there are so many more free things you could do essentially in ufc compared to boxing and when i saw it i was like what am i watching what am i watching <laughs> mm-hmm. does it help your career to be here in las vegas I think I think it does because we have an influx of wrestlers, whereas wrestlers and wrestling fans and even companies that will come out here who will put on shows and it gives opportunity to the local guys. Because, for example, VXS came from the East Coast. And VXS is also is that a company or is that a? Um... It's a company. They came to Vegas and they used versus ring, and so like it, it gave us a chance to get some of our wrestlers onto their show. I've worked VXS before out in LA. Had a great time. I was in a six-man, multi-man match. It was chaotic, but it was fun. Woo. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, I love those crossover opportunities. Look, and see, it's it's always space. Like, in any field, any entertainment field, even for poetry, like, we just need a space. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a space and I can, I can put on a show. So that's dope. For people who are in Las Vegas, our Las Vegas humans, um, who don't know about wrestling or they don't appreciate wrestling, what do you want them to know? Don't knock it till you try it. Right. Don't knock it till you try it. And then it's meant to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, so there are so many spaces for that seem LGBTQ friendly, like queered spaces. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How did this happen? I, I'm I, in like love, like so much deep love and support. I'm so glad. But please tell me how this happened. I, I don't know how, how, how it happened myself, but I'm, I'm glad it did. I think uh, someone who had a, a big part in having people included in wrestling besides Effie, who Effie, he's like the poster boy for the LGBTQ plus wrestlers, is Nick Gage. He's always posting 
and like supporting trans people, queer people. Like Nick Gage, like he he bloodies himself on a daily basis that he wrestles. Like he's not the type of guy you want to mess with, in my opinion. You know. Yeah, I love that. Do you think what we have? Like what we have for independent wrestling, do you think that that's going to cross over into WWE and into AEW, into the professional companies? Because we have it here. I have seen it in AEW, not as much as I'd like, but I, I do see it there. I haven't seen it in WWE. But for example, Sunny Kiss from AEW, freaking great. <laughs> and like they they let uh, Sunny and Joey Janela have a whole story. They essentially opened that forbidden door that everyone's talking about whatever and it was great to see that sadly i wish they'd put sunny kiss on tv regularly but not my company so yeah well here's to that hopefully there will be more anthony the shade shade thank you so much for being on citycast las vegas thank you for sharing your story and um you know doing what you do and i hope that more people get a chance to check out some of the independent wrestling that we have going on in las vegas because uh it's here to stay yes it is i'll see you next time all right all right let's get into some news Apparently, the city is thinking about expanding the arts district's boundaries by 47 acres. So that's like 50%, 56% more arts district. Let's see what happens, y'all. I know gas prices are hella high, uh, but the Regional Transportation Commission, RTC, wants to map out the heat islands in Las Vegas. They're looking for people to connect temperature sensor thingies to their cars and you just drive around. So if that is your jam check out the RTC website. Lastly, y'all, I'm super excited to say that Saturday afternoon, former Poet Laureate of the United States, Pulitzer Prize winning poet Tracy K. Smith is going to be reading at the West Las Vegas Library. She's coming back and she's going to read there. It's worth checking out. You should go because I am sick and I can't go. We're tapping out today on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. Rate the show, but only if it's five stars. Come on, help us out. <laughs> Leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow with a Friday news roundup with the team. Remember, it's you and your AC versus the heat. Stay hydrated. That's my John Cena music. <laughs>